Yeah, good. Hey, you grumpy this week, footy? I'm not actually. I'm I'm, oh. all, I'm always a happy guy. You you live for the lay-in. <laughs> I actually think this has like a bit of a flow-on effect for your day-to-day mental health, Tommy. I'm not sure this if the lay-ins. I'm hour. not sure it's healthy for you, mate. No, I think it is. It's okay, getting it all out there. It's my therapy. A bit cathartic, you reckon? Once yeah, a week, like we it. get it. Get everything out there. Sunday morning, everyone's a bit grumpy. Everyone's tired, and it's Monday next day. So um, look forward to it. You. You're happy. No, how's the avocado scene, firstly? Well, the you avoc- avocados yeah, in the the other day. It's Haas avocados are back in business, mate. So the avocado scene's looking good. Shepherds are on the <laughs> way out. So I'm very happy in that space at the What's moment, What's wrong with mate. shepherd avocados? They're just not as good. They're, they're the fraud of the avocado scene for sure, mate. They're always firmer, never ripe, hard to get a good one. They're like, they're rocks. <laughs> but enough about avocados, Tommy. You're the angry man. You like to come in here and vent. What have you got for the lay Oh, brother? there's plenty. I've got a top five lay-in for the year contender here. Oh. Top five. Now, top one so far leading was not selecting Travis Head in the first test in India. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Won't tell you what number two is. Number three at the moment, I reckon, this might be it. Harry Himmelberg not winning Mark of the Round. Cody Waitman won Mark of the Round last round. It's done on a public vote. The AFL need to sort this out. Cody Waitman took one of the Marks of the Year. Well, I reckon it's going to be Mark of the Year. I don't know if there's a wild card. I think there used to be a wild card footy. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was a match winner. And then he went and saved the game. But that Mark was clearly better than Cody Waitman's. So what I'm hearing, though... Let's just remove the individual, the team side of it. What I'm hearing is you're putting democracy in the lay bin. Correct. Correct. It's how many supporters. What's the, what's the alternative? I just think it needs to be a vote of media. You can't have, if, if a Collingwood player, obviously Collingwood have got a massive supporter base compared to GWS. Bulldogs obviously have a higher supporter base. They might have one by one vote though. There's no doubt in my mind and everyone's mind, we saw social media blow up. Harry Himmelberg's mark was five times better than Cody Waitman's. Okay, he's got, he's against the he's against the uh, the listeners and the viewers here. He's putting the fans in the bin. Bulldogs I, fans I, in I, the bin. I think it's controversial. No, you reckon Cody Waitman's was better? You no, can't. I'm, no, can't I'm, I'm not even having a comment on that. I'm just. <laughs> I just think. I think uh, democracy, mate. It's what runs our great country. So Labian. I'm <laughs> not happy at all. <laughs> hey, have you been tuning into Live Golf? Like, obviously I Milo's over there at the moment. Yeah, that's mate. where Milo is. He's having the time of his life. I don't even watched his. Mate, Inst- I have been. I, I've, I've almost put alerts on Instagram. That's how. That's I, how I, much, I've muted I'm, him. I'm a bit of a jellyfish when it's coming to his <laughs> stories at the moment. So Live Golf is well and truly on the backboard, no doubt about it. But I do have a little bit of a live golf lay bin for Ooh, us, Tommy. Yes. Something that sort of just caught my eye. And I'm a little bit, I don't know, I, I think I think a little bit flat about it. So what we're seeing is great scenes at live golf in Adelaide currently, but I'm putting guys in the lay bin that are heading to the golf dressed as golfers. So <laughs> when you go to watch the golf, you don't have to wear your polo and your Titleist hat and your chinos and your golf shoes. You don't need that, Tom. No one's rocking the C- golf shoes, Cam are they? Smith, Cam Smith's not going to sub in on the 12th to take his tee shot. No right? one's rocking golf shoes, are they? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, prob- I probably put 10% mayonnaise <laughs> on that, to be fair. But no one is going to sub you in to take their tee shot because you're dressed in your Sunday best golf kit, Tommy. No, nah, don't mind I it. think it's got to go in the lay bin. Just wear... Just wear shorts, wear jeans, wear your Reeboks, whatever. I don't know, Reeboks? Yeah, you a Reebok man? I'm wearing them now, so oh, that's, yeah. that's why they're top of mind. There you go. You're fashionable. <laughs> no, um, 
that's good from you. Don't mind that. Mm. Tune in. Um, 0499736. We've got a f- plenty coming up. GWS robbed. Thanks to Gia there. I agree, Gia. They're absolutely robbed. Harry Himmelberg. Mark, could be Mark of the Year. I hope he is still in contention for Mark of the Year off that. That was one of the great marks. Um, there's been a lot of talk about protests this week. Mm. And we saw one midweek in Adelaide. And very. I've never seen so Strath much. Strathalbyn? Is that where it was? No, Bridge, maybe? No, Bridge. Maybe. Um, I, I haven't seen... I, put the tweet out as well. Haven't seen that much talk about and debate about a protest that's not in a big race, probably mm. since Animo and the Cox Plate. But one thing stood out for me, and we've seen protests in different jurisdictions during the week, some upheld, some dismissed. They need consistency. That's mm. the big thing for me. I think all the stewards on a national approach need to sit in a room and say, is this a protest? What are we doing with the withdrawal? Because I want to know, as a punter, I'm getting the same if I bet, bet bet in Victoria, South Australia, New South Wales. I want to I want to know where I stand as a punter. Mm. I, I'm not convinced it's as easy as that. And when people say all we want is consistency, I get that. That's often thrown around in the football world as well. Yes. But you do have to you do have to be careful with that because every, you need to treat every instance um, separately, like on its isolated instance like this, like a race, this is an isolated one. And when you talk about it and look at it, well, the horses laid out 10 lanes, Tom, Mm -hmm. like realistically. Now, what, what's your, I guess what I'm asking you is what have you got against the result being upheld in this instance? Um, so I want to make sure, and as a punter, I want to make sure that the second horse is 99.5% going to win that race without interference. We have suspensions of jockeys. We have fines for jockeys in place for jockeys doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Throw the book at the jockey if in instances like that. But you have, to, in my opinion, you have to be sure that the second horse is going to win. Otherwise, you're hurting the punter and you're losing confidence. I'm not sure. I how. didn't have an investment in that race, by the way. I, I just I'm, look. I'm no expert when it comes to the stewards' room, and I'm not sure how it's written. But I don't think it is around. Like it's not a beyond reasonable doubt type. It's um, not. Approach. No. That's it's. But if you're inhibiting that second horse from winning the race, and that's where the margin comes into play, which was nothing in that race in Adelaide, then I oh, don't it was length. I don't see I don't see a problem. Yeah, I, I as a punter, I'd rather make sure that the second horse is going to win, and just throw the book at the rider of the first across the line. Mm. Because I I'm still not convinced. And I know they both drifted out. The second horse didn't stop jockey, didn't stop riding. Mm-hmm. On the line, the, the leader was going as well, if not better than the second horse. So I get the, I get your point around throwing the book at the jockey, but the connections of the second horse, what do they get out of it? Second prize money. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually is a pretty good, it's a pretty good segue into uh, Zach Lloyd yesterday at Hawkesbury, Tommy. He, uh, he weighed in light after placing third on Sweet Mercy in race three. Did you mm, catch that? I didn't catch that. No. So he, he weighed in light and he, it was an honest mistake. He actually switched his boots. I reckon, so, someone, I reckon he's done that before. So there was an apprentice about a month ago that did this too. So I think he was, he must've been wearing a pair of Doc Martens or something before <laughs> prior, Tommy. I'm not sure what happened there, 
but it was an honest mistake. But I'm actually putting Zach Lloyd on the backboard because what he's done is he's actually promised to pay the gap to connections of $11,250 in the prize money that has been taken away from them. So that's that's a pretty on, wow. that's a pretty good act from an apprentice. Hood. He is an absolute star, yeah. by the way. Yeah, he's going to make that back and some in the future. You know, he's got group ones written all over him. He obviously hasn't broken that duck yet, but geez, he's, he's, he's one to watch for the spring, I think. He is an absolute star. Sydney's apprentice jockeys are... Amazing. The whole apprentice room is fire at the moment with the likes of Schiller, uh, Lloyd, um, Gibbons, Gibbons. Yeah. No, yep. they're, they're superb. Yep. Um, J Max got some competition. Definitely. Um, Andrew from Sydney, spot on democracy sucks when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to judging Mark and goal of the week slash year exhibit a Harry Himmelberg last week, exhibit B Jeremy Howe Mark from two seasons ago that didn't win. So there you go. He's on the same page as me. Um, a couple of others. Lang, anyone who thinks Neil contributed to the dangerous tackle, he conceded he's pinned the ball. The umps should have called holding the ball earlier and would have prevented it happening. Now, we'll touch on that a bit more because I want to get your take on mm. this because it's a complex issue, and we'll touch on that probably after the break. We'll continue with some lays. I've got plenty of lay-bins coming up. Morning, boys, from Braden. Good day yesterday on SEN Track. Boys tip well. What games are you up playing for the rest of the week, footy? I don't think you are, are you? No, it's no? just Friday in Perth, so. Um, nice one. One's plenty for this old rig. Nice one. Yep. Um, let's, another thing, just on the Live Golf, we talked about Live Golf. Mm. There are still people bagging Live Golf on the tweet. We've seen Phil Mickelson come out and say how good it is. We've seen, have you seen the video of Ian Poulter? No. Oh, dancing after the okay. Fisher is some of the best gear ever. I, I love it. And what I love too about it, Tommy, is like, I actually think it's just, it's great for the sport because what we're seeing is a fortnight ago, everyone that has an interest in golf is fully invested in the masters. Now everyone's attention turns to live golf, which is a little bit different. It's a different flavor. It was kind of like, could almost liken it to when um, T20 came on the scene a little bit in terms of like a different game, but you know, you can, yep. both can coexist. Traditionalist, That's what we're seeing. Traditionalist As, hated Big Bash when it came yeah. out, but they've turned. And the more the golfers hate each other, the more the spectators and supporters of golf are invested and love it. Hundred percent. I'm like, I don't think it's fence sitting, but I love PGA. I love Live Golf. I'll watch both. I reckon it's great. How good, like the Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. Yep. That whole thing, their hatred and that rivalry, like, love it. Yeah. Nah, brilliant. I but like Ian Poulter's dancing and having the time of his life, and that Netflix series Full Swing, that doco, that mm-hmm. episode of him is outstanding. But people potting it. They can coexist. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch. You don't have to comment. Mm-hmm. It's like people that listen to a podcast and then bag the podcast. Just don't listen. If you don't <laughs> like us, just don't listen. Yeah, it's a you good have point. a choice. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll get plenty of that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> nah, very good points, Tommy. <laughs> Agree um, wholeheartedly. Just let's get to the backboard um, before we get to an ad break. There's plenty on the backboard this week. Mm. Adelaide, um, on my hometown, grew up in Adelaide, but that's on the backboard. The way they've embraced sport footy. Mate, you look shocked, mate. I, no, I'm. Th- their last two weeks, I think Adelaide's. It's it's now the it's now the sporting city of oh, Australia. Don't isn't say last that. Weeks? No, that I, I say that that's a little bit facetious of me. But the last two weeks with gather round into live golf, like that is that is um, group one type sporting two weeks in a row in Adelaide, and the way I, I was fortunate enough to be in Adelaide for gather round. Yeah, and I'll ask you about that. In a yeah, yep. and. Just the vibe around the city. Um, I did the opening game at Adelaide Oval. On I texted you after night. the game saying, "Come for a beer," and you 
gave me nothing. Well, You're I'm, in the lay bin. I'm a professional, so oh, I was having an early can't have night, a drink after my the game? rest, getting my rest um, in Tommy. But just Adelaide one, the, you would have been back, warmly received. <laughs> yeah, it would have been fine. I don't know. Still a bit dicey for me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole city, the way they did, the way Adelaide did Adelaide, like Adelaide is what it is. But they made sure that every good part of Adelaide was on show, and I thought it was brilliant. And I can't wait for the next three instalments, mate. Probably nothing happens in Adelaide for the rest of the year, but. Anyway, the last two weekends have been amazing. The way they've embraced gather, uh, gather Round and Olympic Golf has been enormous. So that's on the backboard. Jeremy Cameron, uh, Jeremy Cameron, Charlie Cameron. Jeremy Cameron could be in the, the backboard as well. But Charlie Cameron, seven goals last night. I'm laying the fact that he missed two shots late in the last quarter to make it eight or nine. That would have been remarkable. But he's in the backboard. Annabelle Nisham, mm. she is airborne at the moment. Even though her horses aren't winning, her long shots are running well. She's seen, like, my Oberon turned her form around mm-hmm. and Doncaster. She could out of the Mick Dipman. She can seriously train. Another backboard controversial one. Mornington and Hawkesbury yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're generally lace, but they played really well yesterday, both tracks. They did. They played super. Credit where it's due. It is. Uh, Mornington looked like a fantastic day. Like The track played spectacular. They had good weather, good crowd on track. Uh, I'm just going to be a little bit of a, a negative Nancy Ooh. for a sec around Ooh. Hawkesbury. Just a little lay bin. Just... The camera angle at Hawkesbury. So for those <laughs> out there listening that have I think watched been... races at Hawkesbury, it, it, this is probably considered low-hanging fruit now it in is, racing. It is. It's but, like labelling the weather. Well, it's, it's – yeah, it is a little <laughs> bit. It is probably in line with a, you know, a Monday meet, that sort of camera angle. I don't think the camera angle alone deserves a Saturday a Saturday metro I sort agree of with time that. slot. It, it got to the point where you're watching your – you're trying to find your horse in the ruck, watching it let down. And all of a sudden, you're not actually even watching the horses. You're watching the graphic of the numbers <laughs> underneath to see if you're making any ground late. Imagine because, betting in play on Beffer. Mate, it's the depth. The depth perception is just awful. You're like, I'm, your, your horse is in front. You're like, I'm gone here. And then you win by six lengths. It's, it's like watching Val or is it Val? With <laughs> Val in South eight, Africa. Eight cameras? Yes. Down the straight? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you just, just you don't know pan where to the next camera. You don't know where you are. You're like, no. oh, finishing. If yeah. you're watching that, if you're watching Val on mute, <laughs> you don't know Horses if you're in the, under pressure. You don't the know if you've got a thousand it's, to go or two hundred to go. It's so good. <laughs> Great call. It's so good. Um, anything else for the labour? No, I got a I got a backboard. Oh, okay. Wrexham. So for those familiar with um with the series uh, doco, welcome to Wrexham. So Ryan Reynolds, yes, Rob McElhenney yes, yes, bought yes, yes. Wrexham, yep. the Welsh football team. They secured promotion overnight to English Football League Two, which is which is huge. That was the aim behind these two movie stars, t- TV stars, respectively, buying the club. And it's been a fantastic story. Season one of Welcome to Wrexham was a great watch. If you haven't watched, have you watched it, Tommy? I haven't. No. What's it, it on? It's a Netflix? must. It's a must watch. I think it could be a Disney Plus type. Oh, I don't operation. really have Disney, mate. Yeah, you might have to go out, get a two week free trial or something. Can I sign and, into and, yours and binge it. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll family <laughs> pull our Disney accounts. Um, yeah, you can watch that. But uh, season two is going to be outstanding because um, obviously with the promotion, they've filmed it again. So uh, I, that was a bit of a heart warmer, mate. That one.